Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hit it. And The Zone Sports Network. Uh, your shoulder and this, the uh, the uh, the rehabilitation and what you've gone through, where are you at percentage-wise? Do you attach a percentage to your, your shoulder strength and your throwing ability? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not 100%, obviously, but... Um, you know, it's good enough if I had to play or good enough to come out here and run scrimmages and practice and stuff. And every day is a little bit different. Some days you feel better, some days you feel worse. And, um, you know, I kind of just play it by day. I definitely feel like by the first game, I'll be 100%. I'll be better than what I was last year. Um, I think that's kind of the biggest key. I think it's almost a blessing in disguise. I'm learning how to I'm learning to have to do other things to compensate for my arm being down. And so I think that's a, you know, a good thing. So, so is he, is he or isn't he? Yeah, I was about to ask you that same question. Does that does that quote we just heard right there, does that inspire confidence or does that inspire doubt? Yeah, because how long are we going to hear that? Is this going to go on all season long? That's the fear. The, the, don't rush him back. Mm, don't rush him back. It's not worth it. Not worth it at all. I mean, I don't know what that means. I, I, it, it, he said that he's just inferring, essentially, that he's good enough to go. But he's not 100%. And didn't he add an obviously in there, too? Well, and he said he hopes to be by game number one or should be by game number one. It's like, oh. Well, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an orthopedic guy or whatever. But I don't know. I don't know. Does his In practice, he's throwing the ball around. He's looking good. Now, Hans was down there. Yeah, Hans was down there and talked about that on his show today, that he was he was throwing passes. Now they've admitted to the pitch count, as they say, and – so, but if he throws, is he in danger of of doing something right. to that, or or uh, making it sore, or making it so it's less operative? Because I mean, when you play him, you want it to be strong enough that he can wing that ball to yeah. Bob County if possible. What's he supposed to do? I mean, is he is he supposed to uh, say, okay, I'm going to throw this, I'm going to throw this route? Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm going to go about uh, you know 75 percent on the throw. Yeah, that seems like that would get you more trouble than it would get you good. And if he, I mean, I think the fear is too. If he comes back too early, he'll never reach that 100 percent. Well, like we said, this, we're not medical people, so we don't. I'm not sure. Uh, and I, but that would be something that you would expect the coaches to be fully informed about. So that they know exactly. But if he's if he's not completely there and he's out there throwing the ball around, when you're even in a, a practice setting, Jake, you know, competitive juices start flowing and you're going to throw that ball as well and as hard as you can. Yeah. And if you don't, it seems like that might mess you up. It's like we were talking about golf earlier. It's like one of those tweener shots where you, you pull out a seven iron and you go, okay, this is going to be a soft seven. Next thing you know, you're – Snap hooking it over into the into the trap or something. You know, I I I I don't know. I don't know how effective that is. Now he talked about it's been a blessing for him to be able to concentrate on. How did he phrase that? Other things. What other things? To make the him mental better. side. Mental side, maybe. Yeah, watching a lot of film, I guess. Scrambling, running. I don't know. Wow, I wait, hope he's wait not. Wait till the kid gets hit. Has he had to learn a whole new throwing motion? That would be a fear. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know what any of that means. But that, you know, and, and we're dissecting one answer to one question, and, and maybe that at times can be a little bit unfair. But but that was an answer that I didn't think inspired a lot of confidence, even though he seemed to say the right things. Can we hear that one more time, Austin? Because I, I, I'm a little, I'm not certain of what any of that means. Uh, your shoulder and this, the uh, the, uh, the rehabilitation and what you've gone through, where are you at percentage-wise? Do you attach a percentage to your, your shoulder strength and your throwing ability? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not 100%, obviously, but, um, you know, it's good enough if I had to play or good enough to come out here and run scrimmages and practice and stuff. And every day is a little bit different. Some days you feel better, some days you feel worse. And, um, you know, I kind of just play it by day. I definitely feel like by the first game, I'll be 100%. I'll be better than what I was last year. Um, I think that's kind of the biggest key. I think it's almost a blessing in disguise. I'm learning how to I'm learning to have to do other things to compensate for my arm being down. And so I think that's a, you know, a good thing. Like what? It, it, you were right is, about the obviously there. That that is a rough place. Obviously, is is not a hundred percent. When he obviously. said it's better than it was a year ago, that's because this injury is lingering from his high school days, right? Well, yeah, it's because he was playing with an injury that required major surgery. So of course, it wasn't in good shape last year. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know what to tell you. Right. I don't either. Uh, BYU fans are pretty. They must be sitting on eggshells a little bit here, hoping that he's uh, in a good place. You know, you've heard BYU coaches talk a lot about the other quarterbacks. Yeah, Jaron um, Hall specifically building them up, and I don't, I don't know. I guess you know, there's all kinds of things at play here, and when you're starting the season off in a big rivalry game, then uh, maybe there's some gamesmanship here. But he's. He's on a pitch count. Do we know what the pitch count is? No. How many, how many times so. is he allowed to throw? One thing that was really kind of weird about what he said there, he says some days it's good and some days it's not so good. Mm-hmm. Here's all I hope, you know, because, of course, all we're doing is speculating. Here's all I hope is I know Utah's a big game. I know that, uh, you know, you heard Jay Drew on with the morning show talking about how important this season is for Coach Sataki if he's going to be the head coach at BYU going forward. I get all that. But – don't play him if he's not ready to go against Utah. Just don't. Well, here, here's my thing. Should It'll he be, cost you games down the should line. Should he be throwing the ball at all now? Oh, I don't know. I, I hope their training staff is, is well, making all it, that judgment uh, appropriately. But if he's not ready to go full bore on game one, don't play him. Well, what, how do you get it ready? Do you rest it? Or is that counterproductive? Do you have to... Get out and throw it a little bit. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. My medical knowledge here is a little short in this regard. But I, I, <laughs> what would keep him from being ready if he's participating in practice? So I guess my question is, how is playing him now in practice helping him so that he'd be more ready to go in live action? Well, you've got to strengthen it back up. I mean, rehab. Yeah, and that's why you're on a pitch count because you don't want to overdo it. But you've got to get back to. You can't just rest and then come back full bore. You've got to you've got to rehab the thing. Well, I know, but have you ever tweaked your arm before? Like when you were pitching back in the day, did continual use 
help it get stronger? No, but I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that he did next to nothing for the, the few months after his surgery. So when and then he says he's start not, somewhere. So when he says it's, he's not 100%, it's because he's not fully back to full strength. Right. But it doesn't, it, it, is it hurting him? I don't know. Is he in pain sure. when he says he has some good days and some bad, some are better than others? Probably some pain in is there. Is that a matter of accuracy fully, or is it a matter of pain? Well, you hope he's not, or it, it sounds like he's not fully healed. I think that's what we're talking about here. Well, how fully do you, how rehabbed. Do you, how do you, okay. Those two things are different. Because, Healing and rehab are different? Yeah, because if he's not fully healed, then what's he throwing the football for? All right, fair enough. But, but any, if he's if he, uh, rehab is something different, you can mix throwing in as a part of right, that. Right, you've got to slowly build up to 100%. Yeah. And I don't and think you he's— you think that's what he's talking about. I think about. that's what yeah. he's talking about. Okay. How do we get lost in the weeds on that one? I don't know, because it's pretty important for it BYU is. football this year. <laughs> it is. I mean, that is a huge, huge deal. All right, not a great day for Utah basketball. Uh, They had to, well, I mean, the NCAA came down with a ruling uh, after Utah self, or uh, what, gave itself uh, self-reported and then self-imposed sanctions. Now Mm -hmm. the NCAA today is adding upon them. And uh, a couple of new pieces of information came out, I suppose, but the, 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 this is basically what happened. Ute coaches wanted to meet with a player. They didn't have another official visit, and it was in a recruiting period of time that should have been dark, and they orchestrated kind of a ruse with the head coach at Salt Lake Community College where this player was going to come visit Slick and, you know, kind of visit Utah at the same time because it wasn't assured if he would qualify uh, to play at Utah and would might have to go to a, a place like Salt Lake Community College. Utah self-reported. This situation suspended Tommy Connor uh, last November for a couple of games. And now the NCAA has come, by, come down with two years probation, fining him $5,000, restricting Tommy Connor from recruiting off campus for the month of July and basically for a year saying that they can't interact with Salt Lake Community College. And apparently he had as a part of his deal that he was the quote-unquote coach-in-waiting. Which is probably the most newsworthy thing of this this whole situation. And now he is not. Now he is not. Hmm. Okay, so how wild do we want to run with this whole thing? I mean, those uh, are basically theory well, those are basically the facts there. Um, no, I don't know if I have a, a conspiracy theory per se. Other than it's interesting, I mean, if they happen to go a different direction with their coaching uh, situation, that Mark Harlan is divorcing himself of the decision made by Chris Hill. However, Chris Koviak's contract is rather punitive to be punctuated early, correct? $16 million bucks. So he, But would, he's got four years left, which is ludicrous. So he would make more... If he were to be fired, yes. then he would make if he remains the head coach. That is currently the situation. Who crafted this deal? Chris Hill on his way out the door. Here you go, Larry. Enjoy. What? <laughs> okay, that raises a lot of questions. Foremost among them, why? See, again, that's how wild do we want to get with this. But my my guess would be is that Larry is Chris's guy, and Larry was probably, with Chris thinking about stepping down, was probably wanted his future to be guaranteed a little bit. And Chris Hill 
took care of his dude. Now, I'm not, uh, I don't negotiate these contracts, but is it normal to have a buyout that would cost you more than the totality of the deal? Again, my guess is no. Well, then why would Chris have agreed to something like that? Because he could. <laughs> I don't know. And by the way, the, the I'm rest asking of... questions legitimately here. I really don't know the answer. And I'm not it... trying to make any kind of point. I just don't and get it. Chris, you know, you got to run that stuff by the university. So let's not, you know, pretend that it wasn't approved on, on different levels. I mean, they can't, Chris Hill can't just rubber stamp it and call it a day, or at least I hope not. Unless it's some sort of norm that I don't know about. Why would you do that? Austin tweeted out a list today. Uh, Larry is the eighth highest paid coach in college basketball. Is that correct? Uh, that, that list was made during March of this year. Yeah. He was the eighth highest in uh, men's basketball. 3.4? I don't remember the exact I think number. I it's 3.4. And he's year. got another four years. And you cannot, unless they were to catch him in some sort of Deal. There's got to be something that would would extinguish the deal. Oh, if they found cause. cause. Yeah, I mean, but this certainly is not that. By no. the way, so I don't want to confuse no, people no. out there. No, this, no. this certainly is not that. Larry was part of this where he originally had a two game suspension, but the NCAA overturned that. Wow, well, it's good to be Larry Kraskovia. And maybe provided evidence that this truly was just a, a scheduling mishap and he had nothing to do with it and there was no nefarious whatsoever but but in the meantime you have six guys leave the program within a since last november it seems like things are out of sorts up there yeah this is not this is not a positive thing yeah probation never is from the ncaa i mean there's a lot of worse things going on out there but i don't know whether that excuses anything and i don't by the way i don't when you were a kid you know you got in trouble for something you did wrong and you said well johnny did a lot worse than i did i don't think any of these punishments by the way should set set back the program in the slightest this is not usc where you're donating half your scholarships you know, back to him because yeah. you, you got punished. This by I don't think you know Tommy not being on the road for a month that probably hurts. You know, one of your guys not being out there and and uh, doing what he needs to do. You're a coach down. I mean, that's that's probably not the greatest thing in the world. But it, it, by no means should this affect Utah's plans in basketball going forward. Well, this forward. would be, this would be especially difficult for Tommy Connor because if he had that promise. That he was the coach in waiting, and now he no longer is. That's that's a big blow. Oh, it's a setback for Tommy. Yeah. I'm talking about the the program on the floor on the floor consequences or whatever. I mean, if they were giving up postseason play or it got punished with uh, losing scholarships or something like that, it would be a different story. But I mean, they're going to be five thousand dollars poorer in the budget. Who cares? That's I, a drop in the bucket. I think being a recruiter in college basketball might be one of the most difficult things, one of the most difficult jobs anyone could have, especially if you wanted to do it on the up and up. Yeah. and, and Because by, so much of your competition is cheating. And by the way, if they did, you know, collude with Salt Lake Community College to get an illegal visit uh, out of a kid, I don't really care. I mean, that's, I mean, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to do the crime, you have to do the time. 
but they, but they that's into, but that's not that big a deal. Did, I mean, did they run into him at the Seven Eleven down the street from Salt Lake Community College and say, "Oh, hey, you're in town? What a coincidence! How are you?" Yeah, but we hear about that stuff yeah. all the time. And, well, and if, here, by the way, here's an envelope. And if you're bending the rules and you get caught by somebody in compliance and you self-report and you get these consequences, I don't feel bad for you in the slightest. But let's not pretend that coaches aren't accidentally coming up with a reason to happen to be out of high school <laughs> when when a, a recruit is there to get a look at him. You know, oh, this is one of my favorite lunch spots, actually, the cafeteria here at uh, St. Charles High School in Los Angeles or whatever. You know, that stuff happens all the time. What they're being accused of is far from, you know, showing up with a bag full of money or something like right. that. You know, right. yeah. far from what they were looking at in that FBI probe. Yes. Do you do you find it? <laughs> this is extremely reckless to bring up, but why not? Uh, <laughs> do you find Maybe it being irresponsible? Do you find there? it interesting that Utah self-reported? Uh, you mean as a means of loosening the screws on the on the pu- public's? I don't know. I just mean that to... this, and I don't know all the details. I just know what's been reported. So I I don't know. All right, I don't know. But this doesn't seem like it would have been that hard to make go away to me. <laughs> Are you suggesting? That uh, it may have been a noble, nobler course to uh, <laughs> that's just what cover I, it up? That's what I'm asking. I, no, no, no. I'm asking, is it curious that they self-reported? That's all. What are they, would, are well, they okay, the, what would be gained? Let's spell it out here. What would be gained by that, that public admission? Well, you hope you um, guarantee yourself less consequence if it were to come to light, right? You mean in the eyes of the NCAA? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That's obviously a part of but it. But this isn't a big deal. No, but I mean, if if they're looking at you, then you want to look like you are handling the situation yourself, so there's no further penalty. That go. That's all. That but everybody if, does that. If they're I'm, looking at you, why would they? Why would they be looking at them? Uh well what again what would Utah be gaining by ratting themselves out unless they wanted to find a good excuse to get rid of the guy leading the program I don't know I I don't know again this is completely reckless to even probably talk about but this is these are the random places my mind goes when stuff like this happens I still have a hard time getting past Larry Kraskoviak's contract uh huh. It's a good deal, man. I mean, that, that, I it's mean, a sweet what? deal. <laughs> it's, I feel bad for Mark Harlan because he, 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 this is not a decision he can really make. I mean, they can't really afford. I mean, I guess they could afford to fire him, but that's a tough pill to swallow. It's a $16 million pill to swallow right there. When they fired Jim Boylan, I can't remember what was left on his contract, but it was nowhere near $16 million bucks. I, I I'm having a hard time understanding what the reasoning was there and maybe there is a good reason but <laughs> that sounds crazy to me so larry signed the is deal is larry kraskoviak one of the eight best coaches in college basketball not lately well why would they give that kind of deal because I, I he had success early at utah he did and he took him into the Pac-12 and should deserve some credit for that. The, the program was not in terrific shape when he took it over, and it culminated with a couple of NCAA tournament runs, including a Sweet 16 run. 
and he had some positive vibes. So what you're saying is it's not great, but it could be a lot worse. Oh, I don't know how it could be worse. Well, it could be worse. It could be fall back to the way it was in, in Boylan's last year. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I thought you were talking about the situation Mark Harlan's in. No. With a basketball coach with four more years to go. No, 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 no. Not no. being able to make up his own mind. I think, I think I, I'm just going off of the feedback I've gotten. I think Utah fans are pretty concerned about their basketball program right now. And, you know, people aren't showing up for a lot of the games. And people are, don't know what's going on. I really don't know. And players are jumping ship. That happens everywhere. But when you lose six players in what? Nine months, then or eight months. That's that's not a healthy sign. Mm-hmm. Well, and the the dwindling attendance is an interesting issue because the the program hasn't bottomed out like the Boylan years. It hasn't really been all that exciting. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're right. not the best team in the conference by any means, but they haven't they haven't bottomed out. Well, it's like the expectations have been lowered, and so. Any kind of achievement is seen as as a positive. That's kind of where that program is right now. Well, they'll point at it uh, and say, "Where's uh, Utah still winning twenty games?" Did they get twenty games last year? Uh, I thought they did. I have to double check. Well, they finished third in the Pac-12, didn't they? Tied. Something yeah. like that? Yeah. So, Which was uh, beyond what some people thought. But again, expectations, reality. It's an uh, interesting dynamic there. All right. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.